Praise the Lord. But I have a lot more time today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There is a song... Um, because we have more time, let's take a song. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In the book of Psalm 61, the, the psalmist says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen. So, I want us to just take this song to God as a cry indeed unto Him. Our brother said today that the Lord is ready to cause healing in our lives. Amen? So, this day I believe indeed the Lord will heal us as we cry unto Him. Amen? I don't know if you know this song, but it says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my call or my prayer, whatever you like, you can add to that. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee. You can round up as we sing unto the Lord. Oh yes, for when, when my heart, my heart for when my heart is overwhelmed. Please lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That is higher than I. That is higher than I. One more time, hear my cry, O God. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my cry. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed. Oh yes, when my heart is overwhelmed. For when my heart is overwhelmed. Oh please lead me to the rock. Please lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. That is higher than I. That is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter unto me. For thou hast been a shelter unto me. And a strong tower from the enemy. And a strong time from the enemy. When my heart is overwhelmed, oh God. Oh yes, when my heart is overwhelmed. For when my heart is overwhelmed. Oh yes, please lead me. Please lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. That is higher than I. That is higher than I. Oh yes, lead me to the rock. Oh God, lead me to the rock. When my heart is overwhelmed, oh God. For when my heart is overwhelmed. Please lead me. Please lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. That is higher than I. Why don't you take those words to God this day? And just talk to Him. Oh God, say, Lord, we have come unto you today. You are the rock that is higher. You are the rock that is higher than every other. You alone are God. There is no other God but you. 
And it is only unto you that we have come. When the mountains are higher, when the, the storm is raging, when the thunders are roaring, it is only unto you indeed that we can come to find refuge. You are a strong tower, O God. Your name is a strong tower. We can run into it and find safety. And Lord, indeed, every situation, O God, that has overwhelmed us, we bring before you this day. That indeed by your power, you will cause a change in our situation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you send forth your word this day. And let it cause healing in our hearts. Healing in our body, healing in our soul, healing in our spirit, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. We ask, O oh God, speak indeed and grant us an ear to hear. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's be seated. Last two weeks we were talking about doing exploits for the Lord. We said those that know their God, they will do exploits. They shall be what? Strong. Amen. And Lord showed us indeed that he wants us to be strong in him. Today we'll continue that that. that you know, discussion, if you like. And we mentioned last week, or last time, that the enemy uses one potent weapon against us, which is fear. Amen? Fear of unknown. Sometimes we don't know what we are afraid of. <laughs> we, just, we just fear. Fear of failure. Fear of our life. Fear of, 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 of death. You know? You hear often, you see, one of the key tools the enemy uses is when you hear ill news. When you hear news, oh, there's, this brother is diagnosed of cancer. Or that brother has done this. Or this brother, something terrible has happened. The enemy uses that sometimes to plant fear in the hearts of people. Fear of calamity. Praise the Lord. But we know that the Lord has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear. Amen? He has given us the spirit of His Son. Amen? The spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen? That is the spirit that we have. Amen? And because of that, we'll be strong in the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. Today we look at another tool of the, of the enemy. And that weapon is sin. And I'm sure sin knows, needs no introduction. <laughs> Amen. How many of us need to know what sin is? The Bible says sin is a transgression of the law. And every unrighteousness is what? Is sin. Not doing the right thing when you know to do it is sin. We know sin. The Bible says for all have sinned. So we've all experienced sin. We don't need to be told. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. Romans 3.23 in Romans 5, it says, Wherefore, as by one man, what sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all, all what? All men. Amen? All men, for that all have what? Have sinned. Praise the Lord. The, and that's the potency of sin. Because it leads to what? It leads to death. The sin leads to separation from God and hinders fellowship with God. And the consequences are grave. Amen? The other thing we need to recognize is in Psalm 59. Is sorry, in Isaiah 59. In Isaiah 59 verse 2. The Bible says, but your iniquities have separated between you and your what? And your God. It was talking to Israel. It says, behold, in verse 1, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. So sin hinders prayer. Sin hinders the blessings of God. Praise the Lord. We can do every other thing. We can worship the Lord. We can do so many things. 
But, you know, God is hindered, so to say. He says, I'm hearing all your prayers. I can, you, I, I can see that you are praying. And my hand can do. I'm not limited. I can do all things. Amen? He said, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Amen? Praise the Lord. So that is the main reason why the enemy, the enemy of your soul, will look for every opportunity to draw you into sin. Because he knows that if I can draw this man out into iniquity, then I can deal with him. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In the book of Psalm 66, the psalmist knows also, he says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I'm sure this is not news to most of us. We know the scriptures. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But the good news we have is in 1 John. The Bible says in 1 John, where we had the introduction, the, the, the definition of sin, if you like. In 1 John chapter 3, it says, And every man that had this hope, the hope of eternal life, purified himself as he is pure. Whosoever committed sin, transgressed the law, for sin is transgression of the law. That we say, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is what? He is born of God. Amen? So God has made a provision. God has made room for us to live above sin. Amen? That is what the scripture tells us. The Bible says, in this, in verse 10, it says, in this the children of God are manifest. And the children of the enemy, of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Amen? Verse 8 says, He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was what? Was manifest, that he might do what? He might destroy the works of the devil. Amen? That he might destroy the works of the devil. One of the works of the devil that the enemy, that the, that the Lord has destroyed is sin. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We see from the example of Israel the potency and the damage that sin can cause. If you look at the book of Joshua, chapter 7. In Joshua, chapter 7, Israel had enjoyed victory. Israel had just come from victory over Jericho in chapter 6. And how did, they, how did they enjoy, how did they secure the victory over Jericho? Did they fight any war? They just walked around seven times and they were shouting and, and the shout on the seventh day brought down the wall. Amen? And the people were defeated. Amen? And immediately after, the Bible says, the people went also to exploit. You know, the Bible says, they that know their God, they shall be strong and do exploit. Amen? So Joshua led the people again, said, let's take another city. And that city was I. The Bible says in verse 1, let's take it from verse 2. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to I which is beside Bethaven, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed I. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite I. And make not all the people to labor thither, for they are what? But few. Amen? So there went up Peter, the people, about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. You see, after enjoying so much victory over Jericho, they looked at Ai and said, let's find out. They looked at Ai and said, Ai is very what? 
The people are few. They're not, let's not waste our effort sending thousands of men there. Let's not all go there. We can, I is what is means made for us. We can easily deal with I. But the Bible says, what happened? They fled. The Bible says in verse 5, And the men of I smote them, about 36 men. For they chased them from before the gate, even unto Shebarim, and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted, and they became as what? And became as what? As water. You see what happened here? They were so confident that God who had dealt with Jericho is on our side. And they, they assumed that they can easily deal with I. And they said, this I is small. They're just small. We can deal with them. Praise the Lord. But the Bible says, when they lost that battle, what happened to them? Fear came in. The Bible says their heart melted and became like what? Like water. So sometimes we see how the devil combines two things together. The defeat sometimes we experience in some areas of our lives make us begin to diminish in our confidence in the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. But why did they fail in that battle? God had taken them through big victories over Jericho. But now they failed over just a small city. Even in their own eyes, they thought it was easy. But they failed. The answer is in verse 1 of that chapter 7. He said, but the children of Israel committed what? A trespass. He said, they committed a trespass in their cause thing. For Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. You see, Israel did not know about this thing. Joshua did not know about it. It was a what? It was a hidden thing. But it caused them to fall over a little problem. Praise the Lord. The Lord who had given them victory over a big issue, the Bible says his, his what? His anger was kindled against them. And they did not know. And yet they went into battle and fell woefully. Praise the Lord. Because of the sin of one person, which was what? Which was hidden. And that's one thing we need to beware of sin. And the combination of that defeat, because of sin, increased their what? Their fear. And diminished their confidence in God. Amen? You see the combination. But the truth about it, one thing we need to beware of sin, is that sin can be what? Hidden. And sin can look also very what? Little. But it can cause a major defeat. Praise the Lord. Joshua did not know. And then Joshua kept on praying. The Bible says when they came back, Joshua was not asking. He was not challenging God. He said, Lord, in verse 9, what shall I say when Israel turned their backs before their enemies? He said, for the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall, and shall environ us round about and cut off your, our name from the earth. And what will thou do unto thy great name? You see, this is a classical appeal. You know, the classical prayer point we bring before God. You say, God is for your glory. Oh, do it for your glory. What would the nation say? But God says, look at verse 11. And the Lord said unto Joshua, get up. Don't, stop praying. Don't waste my time. <laughs> get up. You are wasting your time. He said, wherefore? And they have, he said, Israel had done what? Verse 10, I will say, and the Lord said unto Joshua, Get up, wherefore lies down upon thy face. Israel had done what? Had sinned. So you see, sometimes the Lord has great plans for us. The Lord has great things for us. But little sin can hinder him. That's the truth. And we can spend time, you know, all night. And jump and tear ourselves. We'll just be like the... Like, like the prophets of Baal, you know, cutting themselves and shouting and screaming. And there was no victory. Because of what? 
a little sin. And that sin was what? Was hidden. You know, that sin was hidden because Achan did what? Covered it. Praise the Lord. Achan covered it. And that's the tendency of sin. We tend to cover our sin. So if I ask all of us to rise up now and shout and praise the Lord and, you know, make our promises and ask God to do great things in our midst, we will all shout very loudly, right? But if I ask us to, 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 to stand up and confess our sins, we all go very quiet. That's very common. <laughs> I think I'm guilty of that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because we all want to hide our sin. Nobody wants his sin to be published on his forehead. If God were to make our sins published as we commit them by the hour, published on our forehead. <laughs> but that is not the problem. It is more for the fact that we need to be open before the Lord. The Bible says, He knows our thoughts from afar. So you can't, you know, you can't really impress God by putting up a face or putting up an attitude or putting up a style. God knows your very motive, your very thoughts. He knows them. So the, 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 big, the, the biggest issue we have with sin is when we try to cover it. And that's part of what we're going to deal with later as the Lord has us. So the Bible says this, the psalmist, the, the the, 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 the wise man, Proverbs, in the, Proverbs, in the book of Proverbs 28, Solomon says, he says what? In verse 13. He says, he that covereth his sins shall what? Shall not prosper. But whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall what? Shall have mercy. If the Lord is going to heal us in our areas of need, we have to come clean to him. We have to come clean and say, here am I. It is unto you. When my heart is overwhelmed, I come unto you. When sin wants to overwhelm me, I come unto you. When issues are beyond my ability, I come unto you. Because it is only in you that I can draw strength. Amen? It is only the Lord that can show mercy. It is only the Lord that can forgive sin. That's why when Jesus said to that, your sins are forgiven, he said, why can you say that? It's only God that can forgive sins. Amen? So why do we hide it from him? Praise the Lord. Knowing that it, will, it can deal with us, it can cause damage to our lives. So why then do we hide it from him? Praise the Lord. So sin is, is deadly and we need to be careful not to hide it. Praise the Lord. The other thing we need to know about sin is in James. The book of James tells us how sin manifests. Two key things that we need to beware of sin. Book of James chapter 1. You know the reason why we can stand before God, any of us today, and call ourselves sons of God, is because we have confessed our sins before Him. Amen? It was not in our, it was not in our righteousness that we came unto God. It was in our sin. Amen? That's why we are yet sinners. Christ died for us. Amen? So in the book of seven, chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible says, oh, let's take it from verse, verse, verse 13. Or actually, let's take it from 12. It says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. What the scripture is telling us is that God is not the author of sin. God is not the reason why we will sin. He does not delight in our sin, so he does not set us on a path of sin. Amen? But he says, every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own what? Of his own what? Of his what? Of his own lust. And then he's enticed. Then when lust had conceived, it bringeth forth sin. So sin is like... Uh, I hesitate to use it 
use the word. Sin is like, you know, something you bring forth. It's like when you bring forth a baby. But you know, a baby doesn't come in one day. A baby takes a period of what? Of gestation. Every living thing that brings forth, you know, thing brings forth out of a period of gestation. But the gestation starts at what time? At conception. Amen? That is how sin matures. Sin starts right first in the heart when it is what? Conceived. And so if you want to deal with sin, you deal with it right from what? From conception. Praise the Lord. Sin first takes heart. And that's what the devil does. The devil puts the temptation in your heart. It is just but what? Temptation. It is not sin. It is when we begin to then nurture it. Just like you, you, you nurture a baby in the womb. And you begin to give it thought. I begin to allow it to progress in its growth. Then it matures into what? Into sin. Praise the Lord. So, when we recognize these two issues, the Spirit of God uses this fact to direct us, to guide us, and to keep us from iniquity. That's why it says, he that is born of God does not commit sin. Because what? The seed of God is in him. The seed of God in you, the word of God, the spirit of God in you, tells you as soon as that seed, that temptation, that, that, that process starts in your heart. The word of God begins to tell you. The Bible says, thy word have I hid in my heart, that I what? That I may not sin against you. The word of God begins to tell you, brother, sister, watch it this way. This is not of God. This is not the way to go. The Spirit of God begins to tell you. But when you are of your own lost, are drawn away, you don't hear the word anymore. Amen? And then you begin to mature that temptation until it becomes sin. Amen? Praise the Lord. That's why the Bible says, guide your hearts with all diligence. For out of them are what? The issues of life. Amen? The issues of our life, the issues of righteousness, the issues of faith, they happen right in our hearts. Praise the Lord. And we saw the example of the damaging impact of sin in the life of Israel. The other example we can pick in the life of Israel is in the book of First Samuel. The book of First Samuel chapter 4. The Bible gives again an example of Israel, how Israel failed in battle. Verse 1 says, and the, word of, and the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel, verse, two, verse 1 of chapter 4, 1 Samuel. Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside Ebenezer. And the Philistines pitched in Aphek. And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was what? was smitten before the Philistines. And they slew of the army in the field about how many? 4,000. You know, in, in, in the battle of Ai, there were just 36. Now, <laughs> the calamity is getting worse. And when the people were come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore had the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? And they didn't wait for an answer. <laughs> They didn't wait for an answer. They asked God, why did we fail in battle? You know, our pastor was sharing with us last time, somebody, I believe our pastor was sharing about self-examination, right? When we fail in battle, the first thing you ask yourself is why? And search inwards first. Amen? The Bible says, the, the, the elders said, let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us, that when it cometh amongst us, it may save us, out of the hand of our enemies. So the people went to Shiloh that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth between the cherubims. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and who? And Phinehas, they were there with the ark of the covenant of God. Amen? 
You see, the Bible had told, had told us in the previous chapter that the sons of Eli were what? They were, un- they were like unbelievers. But yeah, they were priests. <laughs> Amen? They were there to serve in the work of God. But yet, yeah, they, were, they were as, as good as unbelievers. And when they had failed in battle, rather than the elders ask God, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? What is wrong with us? Something is wrong with us. They presume that if they just bring the ark of God in and just, you know, assume that because the ark is there, the presence of God is there, that we will will do well in the battle. They were presumptuous. The Bible says, and when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel did what? They shouted. You know, in Jericho, they were shouting. (laughs) In Jericho, the strategy for battle was what? Was to move round about and shout. And this time around, they did what? They shouted again. In fact, the Bible said the earth, what? The rang. (laughs) The vibration was so much. And when the Philistines heard the noise, they said, What means the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the ark of the Lord was come into the camp. But that did not give them the victory in the battle. The Bible says in verse 10, And the Philistines fought, and Israel was what? Was smitten. And they fled every man into his tent. And there was a great slaughter. For there fell of Israel, how many? 30,000 footmen. So sometimes, when something is going wrong in our lives, and we need to go to God in humility, and ask God, God, what is wrong? Why am I feeling? What is happening? Maybe when we do that, God can speak to us and make us make correction. Because God has already told Samuel, or in fact, before then, God had indeed told Samuel that what? That the sons of Eli are not walking in righteousness and Eli has refused to do what? To restrain them. That was what was wrong with Israel. Just like Achan. That was what was wrong with Israel. But they did not ask to make that correction. And they presumably went into battle thinking if we can just do it the old way. If we could just shout like we did in Jericho. And sometimes in our lives, things are not going right. There is something we need to do. There is an ill somewhere that we need to correct. But we presumably go on and keep on doing it the way we've always done it. We do not take time to seek the face of God and say, God, shall we do this? What shall we do? How shall we do it? And exactly what is wrong why am I having this problem? We do not do that self-examination. And we presumably want to just, you know, shout and make noise and scream and speak in tongues, which is okay. And yet, sometimes the result is held back because of ill. The Bible says in chapter 3 of 11, And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, at which the bows of both the ears of everyone that heard it shall tingle. In that day, I will perform against Eli, all things which are spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which his sons made themselves vile. And he what? And he restrained them not. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we see from these two examples that sometimes, in fact, not, all, not sometimes, when there is an ill in the house, or in your heart, or in, in, in your situation. Sin causes a great limitation of the move of God in a man's life. We cannot do exploits. The Bible says that know that God shall be strong and she shall do it. We cannot do exploits for God except we deal with some of these things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The glory Sin causes the glory to depart. Because we saw in the, in the same story we read, the glory of God was not there, even though the ark was there. And 
What then can we do? How do we deal with sin? How do we deal with these situations? How do we deal with the, 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 the tool of the enemy that he uses? The good news I have for you today is that Jesus has made the provision for the answer. Amen? Jesus is our deliverer. Because he has delivered us from fear and from sin. Amen? And some will say, but we are in the period of grace. You know, because sometimes when you talk about sin a lot, some people say, but why are we preaching so much about sin? We are, we are in the period of grace. Amen? The truth about it is that whether under grace or law, sin hinders the glory of God. Sin hinders the move of God. Just like before, even in this time of grace, the, grace, the, the purpose of grace is for liberty. Amen? Liberty from sin. Amen? So we have to learn to deal with sin. Praise the Lord. We have to learn to deal with fear. In the book of Hebrews 2.15, the Bible says, God had delivered us from the spirit of what? Of fear of death. Amen? Hebrews 2.15 says, And deliver them. He said, For much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also, Jesus, partook of flesh and blood, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to what? To bondage. Praise the Lord. Jesus has delivered us from bondage of death. In the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 74, the Bible says, Jesus, that he will grant unto us, that was the promise of Jesus, that he, through, through Abraham, promise of God to Abraham and unto us through Jesus, fulfilled in Jesus. He said, He will grant unto us, verse 74, chapter 1, that we, being delivered out of the hands of our enemies, might serve him without what? Without fear. Praise the Lord. In what? In holiness. And what? Righteousness. Before him all the days of our lives. Amen? The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 17, that he has given us the spirit of power. And of love and of a sound mind. Amen. So there is deliverance. But this deliverance will not happen if we fail to put our faith in him. Amen. The trust all throughout today we've been talking about trust. The way to cause the power of God to manifest mightily in our lives is first to put our trust in him. Amen. When we recognize that he says I will give nations, I will give people for you. God says he will give nations and people for you. He loves you so much. The Bible says, because he has put, he said because we have put his love on him, he will grant us what? Salvation. Amen? He said, I will show him my salvation. Praise the Lord. We cannot afford not to recognize. The solution to this problem is first to recognize that he is God. And he can do all things. Amen? In the book of Isaiah 45, he said to Cyrus, he said, I say to Cyrus, you know, when I read Isaiah 45 verse 1, he said, Thus said the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand are holding, to subdue nations before him. He went on to say so many things that he would do through Cyrus. But the re- and Cyrus is an, was, was not even, then when this Prophecy was given, Cyrus did not exist. That was 200 years before Cyrus came to, to existence. But the reason why God was doing all this is for Jacob, my servant's sake. Amen? And for Israel, my elect, I have even called thee by name. I have surnamed thee, though that has not known him. I am the Lord, verse 5, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I gathered thee, though that has not known me, that they may know. Amen? That my people may know that from the rising of the sun and from the west, there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. Amen? How can we not afford to put our trust in this God? Amen? The way to deal with fear is to put our trust in Him. When you trust Him that He who has made this promise 
is not a liar. He will bring it to pass. Whenever the enemy comes to throw any little thing before you, you can tell him, because that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen? We need to put our trust in him and in him alone. The other thing we need to know how to deal with sin is simple. The way to deal with sin is not to cover it. The first thing you need to know is that don't cover your sin. Bible says in the book of Isaiah, let's look at Isaiah 55. Let's understand the graciousness of our God. Bible says in Isaiah 55, verse 7, it says, let the wicked forsake his way. Amen? Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man, his what? His thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And he will do what? He will have mercy. And to our God, for he will do what? For he will abundantly pardon. Amen? I don't know what the enemy is telling you. We say, okay, you know, when you look at Judas, you know, if Judas had repented, if Judas had gone to God and said, I'm sorry, Judas would have been spared. Amen? But even though he betrayed the Lord, the Bible says, if the wicked man will forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thought, and come unto our God, and return unto our God, he said he will have what? Mercy. And he will abundantly pardon. He's a gracious God. Amen? And whatever might be the issue in your life, we come to God this day. And say, God, here am I. Save me. It's only when you first say, Lord, here am I, save me, cleanse me, that he can send you. Amen? Lord, here am I, save me. The Bible says he will abundantly pardon. We have to be ready to forsake sin. Sin is not what you repent of on a daily basis. That's what First John 3 was telling us, that those that are born of God does not make a habit of sin. It's not enough to say, God, the Bible says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Say, God forbid. Amen. We come to God and say, God, here am I. Save me. He will empower us. He will put his spirit in us and cause us to be able to live on a daily basis a sanctified holy life. Amen. It is a decision we make to separate ourselves. In all the instances where we read in, 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 in the case of the battle against I, the remedy to the failure was God said to Joshua, I said, let the people sanctify themselves before me. Let them come and return unto me. Let them make a decision to put away and forsake all their ways. Amen? He says, let the wicked man forsake his what? His way. And the unrighteous man his what? His thoughts. Let them come unto me. Let them return for our will pardon. When Israel repented, they said, Samuel, please pray for us. And the Bible says, as Samuel was putting up the sacrifice, the Philistines were also rejoicing in their victory. He said, let's deal with them again. But the Lord thundered against them. Amen? And so shall the Lord thunder against your enemy when you walk before him and say, Lord, here am I. Save me. Cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Perfect your work in my life, O God. Let your spirit perfect the work of salvation in my life. Sin, the, the way to deal with sin is to forsake it to turn away and come unto our God. And he will abundantly pardon. Amen. Let's arise and talk to God. I don't know what your carryovers are. I don't know what the accosting you have like Achan. The accosting is what God has set aside for destruction. The accosting belongs to the enemy. If you have it in your life, when the Lord is destroying the accosting, you get, the, the enemy will cause, you, you, it will, you cause destruction as well. But when we come before him this day and say, Lord, here am I, save me. Heal my heart, O God. Heal me, O God, and I will be healed. Save me. And I will be saved. Oh, heal me, oh God. And I 
Save me, O oh God, save me, O oh God. Save me, O oh Lord. I don't know if you want to raise your hand unto the Lord. I will be and just ask him to deal with that issue in your life. That unconfessed sin. You need to confess it before God if you want this healing in your life. Oh heal me, O Lord. And I will chapter 3 verse 23 where it says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God it also says in Romans 6 verse 23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord Let's just take a few minutes to just think of ourselves. What trespass have you committed that you haven't sought the Lord's forgiveness? What hidden sin are you carrying? What burden are you bearing? Are you preventing God from carrying out great exploits in you and through you? The good news is that our God is a God who loves us. Our God is a God who is here to save us. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. This might have been a statement written 2,000 years back. It's applicable this minute. It's applicable this minute. Ask God for mercy. Ask God to, to forgive you. Cry out unto him. The Bible says that all have sinned and the Bible does not lie. Ask God to deal with your heart, your mind, your thinking. For this is where sin is conceived and this is where it grows. And having asked the Lord to forgive you, thank Him. Thank the Lord because He made provision through Christ, that you and I may have eternal life. Trust God today. He saves. Trust God. Because He said so. He said it. He said that He has come to save that which was lost. If there's anyone here who wishes to say that, yes, I have sinned. And I want to turn to the Lord right now. This is your time. If you say that you don't know the Lord, but thank you, Lord, for speaking to me. You have made it clear that I have sinned, and I want to turn to you. I want to turn to you. I want to be washed in your blood. I do not want to go to hell, but I want to go to heaven. I want eternal life, and I know today that you can do it. If there's anyone here who wants to turn his life over to Christ, ask for forgiveness. 
with all eyes closed, raise your hand. Raise your hands. This is not an exhibition ground. This is not entertainment. This is your life. This is about where you are going to spend eternity. Just ask God to forgive you. Our God is a loving God. Our God is a forgiving God. Just say, Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. But I thank you, Lord, that you have stretched out your hand and you are receiving me. Father God, take away the sin that is in me. Wipe me clean. And Father God, give me that strength to serve you, to work with you, to talk to you, to be your child the days to come. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we just want to thank you, Lord Father, for every person whose hands were raised right now, Lord Father. And Father God, you have seen, and heaven rejoices, Lord Father. And Father, we rejoice with you, Lord Father, because every sinner who is saved is a victory, Lord Father. Father God, we thank you for these brothers and sisters who have raised their hands, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that you honor their faith. They have said, they have asked you to forgive their sins, Lord. Forgive them, Father. Thank you, Father, for receiving them into your kingdom. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to minister unto them, speak to them, and lead them in the way that you want them to be led. Father God, we thank you for speaking to each one of us and reminding us, Lord Father, that that little hidden sin can be like yeast in our life and can bring our total downfall. Thank you, Father, for reminding us to deal with that hidden sin in our life, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord, Father, for your servant whom you have used this day, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that multiple portions of your anointing be poured upon him, Lord, Father. That he will continue to discern what is there in your word, Lord, Father. And reveal the truths to us in days to come, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you bless him and his family, Lord, Father. Protect him from the darts that the devil may put out at him, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you continue to speak to him. And give him the words that he can speak to us, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord Father, for being so mindful of each and every one of us. We thank you, Father, for this time that you've given us, Lord. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that even as we depart from this place, we will not just be reminded of other things, Lord, but we will always be reminded that you are with us. You have chosen to come and die and save us, that we may have life eternal. We thank you, we praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you all, brothers and sisters.